Hello? Hello? Peace be with your spirit. I'm gonna dive in just for a quick study today. On the sapphire rod of Moses. It's the impartation from God to his deliverer. It's always been something passed down in the family of God to the deliverers. Hallelujah. We've been getting into Jasher lately. The history of God. The rich family history of the kingdom of God, heavenly Jerusalem, Israel. Of which you are a part of as you're engrafted into the tree. And so we speak peace upon you, life. Every witchcraft scroll burn off of your head. We call down the fire of God upon you and your family and upon your enemies. Why the same fire of God upon you and your enemies? Because it is the way of God, the way of God, the fire of God. Just as it is with the sun, his son, and the lightnings, it is a blessing for the righteous, but for the wicked, it is a curse. Just as the path of the moon is light to the righteous, and it is darkness to the sinners. And regarding the order of the stars, the sinners will err regarding them, considering them to be gods. That is why they fear the stars. They do not fear God. God is what you fear. Amen. All right. Grace of the Lord Jesus be with your spirit. Praise unto the Most High God. Activation, impartation for you today. We stir up every prophetic gift. All the gifts of the Spirit lying dormant in you. Maybe you've set them down in the past or stirring them up today. In Jesus' name. Steward the gift. It is written, do not neglect the gift that was given to you, the laying on of hands. The gift that was imparted to you even when the Holy Spirit filled you. There are many gifts of the Spirit and many natural gifts God has given you. And so we speak life into those areas, anywhere the enemy has stolen from you. We call it back seven times now, seven times greater than anything that you've lost. As you walk. Oh, I saw a bright light in the sky. Ah, ha, ha. Fire. I see you. There's one of Brandon's angels up in the sky over our neighborhood. So let's wave. Hello. <laughs> amen. Get a nice loud amen from the celestial sphere of the holy angels who serve the living God. These are exciting times. Amen. So, let's just dive in a little bit. This is just a little quick study here. Oh, yes. So, if you haven't checked out Jasher, I know some of you have been 
checking it out this week, this weekend. Wonderful, rich history. It's a wonderful, rich history of the people of God that will kind of help fill in the gaps and overcome some of those religious hurdles. As we go into Enoch, we go into Jubilees, we go into Jasher. Any of the books that were wrongfully removed, but they're being brought back for just such a time as this, for the rising champions of God, so that you can be fully equipped and without fears and hesitations or doctrines of demons. Amen. Okay. So let's take a look here at Moses leaving Cush. This is so powerful. So part of this, before we get into the sapphire rod, you have to understand that this is part of the deliverer's path is full of the deliverer's testing. Even Moses, after fleeing Egypt and going to Cush, he became a ruler reigning as a king in Cush. He was an advisor to the king. His wisdom, the wisdom of the evergreen trees, the wisdom of the fir trees and the stork, to take out the snakes, right? Evergreen tree wisdom of Moses as a part of his spiritual inheritance gave him victories that gave him honor, wisdom, wealth, and victory in Cush. And so the king that he was an advisor to ends up dying. And so they make Moses king because clearly he's the choice for king. He's clearly like a lion. They say has the appearance of a lion. And he was born, get this, with the appearance of the sun and the moon. And we talked about that in another episode. But that's in there if you haven't caught up yet. The light of the sun and the moon were in Moses at birth, lighting up the room. Like Noah. Supernatural birth. In the Old Covenant. Every deliverer goes through great testing and trials before they deliver a people. God is about delivering his deliverers. Amen. He delivers. He delivers you. He does a great work in you. In this new covenant, and especially among the champions of God, these ones at the sound of my voice, Those of you in Joel's army, hey, the manifesting sons of God, those with the bridal company, the true bridal company of Jesus Christ, you are called in this new covenant of kings and priests, a whole nation of king priests, you are called as deliverers. Where are you being sent to? Hey. 
to let us pass our tests. Amen. Moses, this part here, this is really interesting. Moses, he actually has a showdown with Jezebel. Oh, what do you mean Jezebel? That was at a different time and a different, a different time and a day and a place. No, it's the spirit of Jezebel and Adoniah, the queen. There was a false bride. Jezebel, spirit, filled queen. That we're about to watch Moses and see how Moses confronts this lady. This is after the king of Cush dies. Moses has been the advisor. He rises in power. They make him king. And so here we are. Moses goes to Midian in the 40th year of the reign of Moses over Cush. That's been 40 years ruling and reigning. Best king ever. They love him. Moses was sitting on the royal throne whilst Adoniah the queen was before him. And all the nobles were sitting around him. And Adoniah the queen said before the king and the princes, now keep in mind, this is the queen of Cush. This isn't some small thing here. What is this thing which you, the children of Cush, have done for this long time? Surely you know that for forty years this man has reigned over Cush. He has not approached me, nor has he served the gods of the children of Cush. Now you'll find in an earlier chapter, when Moses passes his initial test with the queen of Cush, the people... After making Moses king, they give the queen, who is now a widow, Queen Adoniah of Cush, to him as a wife. But the fear of the Lord comes upon Moses. He remembered the righteous woman. He remembered the righteous men and women of his Hebrew genealogy. He remembered Rebecca's instructions for her son. Don't pick a daughter out of this bunch. Out of that people group. Why? Because they had the false gods. It's the wrong seed line. Hey. And there was always the teaching and the instruction of the mighty men of God in the Hebrew lineage, the people of God. To be separate from them and to be separate from their ways. So the fear of the Lord comes upon Moses and even though he's the ruler and reigner of Cush and the people give him the Cushite queen as his wife, he lets her, you know, be queen, but he doesn't, it's, it's written here in Jasher, he didn't look at her, he didn't lust after her, and he didn't even touch her. Because the fear of God was upon this man. So for 40 years, and by the way, this is a quick look so you can look it up on your own time in here. Queen Adoniah of Cush was so beautiful that the men of that country, even before the, that king, before Moses of Cush died, they would have embroidery with this woman's appearance on it. The men 
went so after her beauty and lusted after her that they just adored her. They always wanted to look at her and they would make images of her. And it was very much that spirit of Jezebel that had all the men entrapped through their senses as a queen. But not Moses. <laughs> he had the fear of the Lord in his eyes. He refused to even set his eyes upon her. For 40 years he does this. So here she is with the Jezebel spirit that has no power over this man. And this is her complaint before all the people and Moses. Surely you know that for 40 years this man has reigned over Cush. He has not approached me, nor has he served the gods of the children of Cush. See, no idolatry and no sexual immorality. Now therefore, hear, O you children of Cush, let this man no more reign over you, as he is not of our flesh. She don't want Moses around. That's for sure. Behold, Menachus, my son, has grown up. Let him reign over you, for it is better for you to serve the son of your Lord. Right, that was her son that she had with the previous king. Then to serve a stranger slave of the king of Egypt and all the people and the nobles of Cush heard the words which Adoniah the queen had spoken in their ears. And all the people were preparing until the evening, and in the morning they rose up early and made Manacrus, son of Kikianus, king over them. And all the children of Cush were afraid to stretch their hand forth against Moses, for the Lord was with Moses. And the children of Cush remembered the oath which they swore unto Moses. Therefore they did no harm to him. They couldn't touch him. But the children of Cush gave many presents to Moses and sent him from them with great honor. So Moses went forth from the land of Cush and went home and ceased to reign over Cush. And Moses was 66 years old when he went out of the land of Cush. For this thing was from the Lord, for the period had arrived which he appointed for the days of old to bring forth Israel from the affliction of the children of Ham. So Moses went to Midian, for he was afraid to return to Egypt on account of Pharaoh, and he went and sat at the well of water in Midian. And the seven daughters of Reuel, hey, the seven at the well, sevenfold spirit of God, symbology. Have you lost anything in your life? Money, power, influence, favor, family, business. You walk the path of righteousness. All these things work out for your good, says the Lord. And the seven daughters of Rahul, the Midianite, went out to feed their father's flock and they came to the well and drew water to water their father's flock so the shepherds of Midian came and drove them away and Moses rose up and helped them and watered the flock and they came home to their father Raul and told him what Moses did for them and they said an Egyptian man has delivered us from the hands of the shepherds he drew up water for us and watered the flock 
And Raoul said to his daughters, And where is he? Wherefore have you left the man? All these powerful encounters, you notice how they happen at the well. The well in Midian. With the seven, Jesus Christ and the Samaritan woman at the well. Potini. Life-changing experience at the well to you this season. And be forever changed. They came home to their father, Rael, and told him what Moses did for them. And he said, they said an Egyptian man has delivered us from the hands of the shepherds. He drew up water for us and watered the flock. And Raul said to his daughters, where is he? Wherefore have you left the man? And Raul sent for him and fetched him and brought him home and he ate bread with him. And Moses related to Raul that he had fled from Egypt and that he reigned 40 years over Cush and that they afterward had taken the government from him and had set him away in peace with honor and presence. And when Raul had heard the mo words of Moses, Raul said within himself, I will put this man into the prison house whereby I will I shall conciliate the children of Cush for he has fled from them and they took and put him into the prison house and Moses was in prison ten years ten days but before oh, Satan coming to put you in prison for ten days but be faithful unto the end son Sound like something that we've heard. Hey. In another place, in another time. We see the pattern of the story, the eternal story, happening throughout the ages. Moses was in prison ten years. Now we find out later, and you can go through this and find it, that in God's vengeance, Moses spent 10 years in prison, and Pharaoh had 10 years of a really strong affliction, and there was justice, a lot of justice. While Moses was in the prison house, Zipporah, the daughter of Rael, took pity over him and supported him with bread and water all the time even if satan puts you in prison for 10 days or 10 years god provides bread and water this is right after he overcomes jezebel do you remember elijah and the prophets of baal jezebel's servants that showdown with Elijah and Jezebel's servants. And then he, you know, runs away to a desert place. And what does the Lord do for him? Provides bread and water. He always provides. And all the children of Israel were yet in the land of Egypt serving the Egyptians in all manner of hard work. And this goes into all the nastiness of Egypt and how the wise men and the sorcerers 
told the pharaoh that if the blood of little children were put into the wounds, into his wounds from his afflictions that were from the Lord, that he would be healed. And so that's when they started taking the infants and using their blood. And you can see that today with the Planned Parenthood agendas and the black market. These videos are out there on YouTube. You can watch them. People go in secretly, you know, covertly to Planned Parenthood black market and they sell baby body parts and blood. It's absolutely disgusting and satanic. It's just the same thing. Egyptian sorcery and magic. Selah. That's why we need deliverance in this country. We need deliverance in this time, in this world. From Egyptian black, white, and red sorcery. What does it take? It takes Moses. It takes Zipporah. It takes Aaron. It takes the Spirit of God. It takes the sapphire rod of Moses, which we'll find here. By the grace of God. Let's go over to chapter 77. Adikam, and that is the name of the Pharaoh at the time, increases the misery of the Israelites. Moses is released from prison. He easily removes the sapphire stick from the ground that had come down from Adam. See the difference here? We have Satan's seed line, right? The Egyptians, the children of Ham that are cursed. Atticam, the false, Pharaoh, and Moses who receives the sapphire stick from the ground that had come from Adam. Atticam versus the line of Adam. Adikim was 20 years old when he reigned over Egypt. He reigned four years. He starts to reign and persecutes the Israelites even worse than his father did. And you can check in here. I believe this is the, the son of the previous pharaoh the pre then you can check this to see if this is this is right we were watching this the other night last night i'm pretty sure Atticum is the one of the sons that one of the pharaohs had like three sons either this one is the son or it's his son but i'm pretty sure it's him out of the three sons of the pharaoh when the one died really miserable really horrible death that was from the Lord as vengeance. There was there was the sons that he had, and the older one was an idiot. It's literally written he was an idiot. And then the other one who ended up becoming Pharaoh was basically a dwarf. <laughs> he was like he said he was one cubit high and had a like some kind of scraggly beard down to the ground. And was just like just the shortest. Fattest, nastiest, 
worst person ever. But he was like a dwarf. Let's see. When, how high is a cubit? Let's look it up. 18 inches. I think that was what the dwarf sign was for. I think it's a sign about f confronting Pharaoh. I'm sure there's more revelation to it. An 18 inch tall, cunning dwarf, and then the other son is an idiot. That's the family of Egypt in sorcery. It's pretty pathetic. All right. <laughs> Heavenly Jerusalem is where it's at. Heavenly Jerusalem, the family of God. There is no other life, there is no other family to us than those who do the will of our Father. Amen. So he persecutes the Israelites worse than his father does. And here it is, Melol, his father, reigned 94 years in Egypt, but he was 10 years sick and died, for he had been wicked before the Lord. Those 10 years, one year, for every year, that Moses was imprisoned on account of what the spirit of Jezebel did to him. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. It is the Lord's to repay. So you can read the rest of that part on your own time. We're going to go straight forward here to the rod of Moses. Moses is released from prison by real, and he gives him Zipporah as his wife. And Moses, the son of Amram, was still confined in the dungeon in those days. In the house of Reuel the Midianite and Zipporah, the daughter of Reuel, did support him with food secretly, day by day. And Moses was confined in the dungeon of the house of Rael for ten years. And at the end of ten years, which was the first year of the reign of Pharaoh over Egypt, and the place of his father, Zipporah said to her father, Rael, No person inquires or seeks after the Hebrew man whom thou didst bind in prison now ten years. Now therefore, if it seem good in thy sight, let us send and see whether he is living or dead. But her father knew not that she had supported him. And Raoul, her father, answered and said to her, Has ever such a thing happened that a man should be shut up in a prison without food for ten years, and that he should live? And Zipporah answered her father, saying, Surely thou hast heard that the God of the Hebrews is great and awful, and does wonders for them at all times. He it was who delivered Abraham from Ur of the Chaldeans, and Isaac from the sword of his father, and Jacob from the angel of the Lord who wrestled with him at the ford of Jebuk. Also with this man he has done many things. He delivered him from the river in Egypt and from the sword of Pharaoh and from the children of Cush, so also can he deliver him from famine and make him live. And the thing... Oh, some faith on Zipporah there, huh? And the thing... 
You're just sneaking him bread. And the thing seemed good in the sight of real, and he did according to the word of his daughter, and he sent to the dungeon to ascertain what became of Moses. And he saw, and behold, the man Moses was living in the dungeon, standing upon his feet, praising and praying to the God of his ancestors. And Reuel commanded Moses to be brought out of the dungeon. So they shaved him, and he changed his prison garments and ate bread. New garments. It's a time and a season for new garments. All the wrong that was done to the deliverers of God by the spirit of Jezebel wrongfully being taken back now. Everything that was stolen. Money, power, influence, kingship, authority. And every hidden thing, every stolen thing from the spirit of Jezebel. I thank you, Father, for your holy ones choosing to walk in your righteousness. That everything was stolen be paid back sevenfold now. From the treasuries of Jezebel, who has no right to hold on to the stolen things of the righteous and the holy, in Jesus' name. Thank you for the angels going forth and carrying that out now. Vengeance from the Lord. Praising and praying. Standing upon his feet, praising and praying. I hope you stand upon your feet and praise and pray to the Most High God this season. New garments coming out of prison after 10 days, 10 years, spiritual days, spiritual years. And eating fresh bread in your new garments. Mighty warriors. And afterward, Moses went into the garden of Reu. <laughs> After that, he went into the garden. The garden of Reu. Which was behind the house. And there he prayed to the Lord his God in that garden. Who had done mighty wonders for him. And it was whilst he prayed, he looked opposite to him, and behold, a sapphire stick was placed in the ground, which was planted in the midst of the garden. There's a garden that few people know. A garden in the heavenly realms, a place, a precious place. And he approached the stick, and he looked, and behold, the name of the Lord God of hosts was engraved thereon. The name of the Lord God of hosts was engraved thereon, written and developed upon the stick. And he read it and stretched forth his hand, and he plucked it like a forest tree from the thicket, 
and the stick was in his hand. And this is the stick, which all the works of our God were performed after he had created heaven and earth. And all the hosts of them, seas, rivers, and their fishes. This is the sapphire stick which all the works of our God were performed. After he had created heaven and earth, and all the hosts of them, seas, rivers, and all their fishes. And when God had driven Adam from the Garden of Eden, he took the stick in his hand, and he went and tilled the ground from which he was taken. The stick with which Adam tilled the ground, the castle of Adam tilling the ground. You gotta get the good soil, that's where you're at. A lot of our people, even if you're in that first mansion of Adam, that's fine. Sapphire stick of Moses, till the ground. I saw it in a vision, like many little sticks in the ground, and I was tilling the soil. Even if you don't see one bud of life on the stick yet, if you're planted in the garden of righteousness. The righteous are a friend of God. Even if you're just a little twig, if you're planted in the garden of righteousness, and you have the apostles, and there's the sapphire, the sapphire rod. The most important thing, the first and foremost thing in the vision was the soil. We're tilling the soil. Allow the stony places of your heart to be removed. Break up the fallow ground. Till the soil at the ox nature of God and the teachers and the preachers and the apostles and the prophets till up the soil in your heart. It's the most important first thing that he's working on so you can sprout up and grow higher. It's all about soil. All the parables of the sower and the seed. What soil did it land on? That's what it's all about. What is the quality of the soil? And the places in your heart, maybe some areas have really good soil. Other places, not so much. You might just be 30-fold return. 30-fold under the sun. 60, 100, into the sun, righteous, a friend of God, the garden of righteousness, 1,000-fold. There's the 30 above the sun, 30, 60, 100, and a 1,000-fold, which is stepping into the Father when you ascend, as Jesus did. You step into the Father as a manifest Son of God. Like Christ, my equal, my bride, bridal company. Because the fulfillment of sonship is also the fulfillment of the bridal company. They're not separate paths. There is one way. You grow in sonship. You grow in the bridal company. You grow, and you overcome the temptations at each level, the revelations and the false revelations at those levels. And you ascend and you go higher based on the quality of the soil 
the plant of God, how it grows within you through the sun. Thousandfold above the sun, you step into Father's Son. The sun from which our sun gets its light, it reflects from the invisible dimension. The throne room of God the Father. The mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Amen. And this is the stick with which all the works of our God were performed after he created heaven and earth and all the host of them, seas, rivers, and all their fishes. And when God had driven Adam out from the Garden of Eden, he took the stick in his hand. Because the name of the Lord God of hosts is engraved on it. His name, abide in his name. And the stick came down to Noah and was given to Shem and his descendants until it came into the hand of Abraham the Hebrew. And when Abraham had given all he had to his son Isaac, he also gave to him this stick. And when Jacob had fled to Padan Aram, he took it in his hand, and when he returned to his father, he had not left it behind him. Also, when he went down to Egypt, he took it in his hand and gave it to Joseph, one portion above his brethren, for Jacob had taken it by force from his brother Esau. And after the death of Joseph, the nobles of Egypt came into the house of Joseph, and the stick came into the hand of Rael, the Midianite, and when he went out of Egypt, he took it in his hand and planted it in his garden. And all the mighty men of the Kenites tried to pluck it out when they endeavored to get Zipporah his daughter. But they were unsuccessful. Kind of like the sword in the stone. Who is worthy? Christ inside you. The Spirit of God. To pull the sapphire rod of Moses from the Garden of Righteousness. Secrets, secrets of righteousness. The Garden of Real, and we'll tell you what it means here in just a minute. In addition to that, so they were all unsuccessful trying to get Zipporah or a wife. Isn't that interesting? The wisdom of Real to put it in the ground. Now no one could remove it from that place. And that was the test to see who could marry Zipporah. So the stick remained planted in the Garden of Real until he came who had a right to it. And took it. And when Real saw the stick in the hand of Moses, he wondered at it, and he gave him his daughter Zipporah, or wife.
All right. In those days, Moses, the son of Amram in Midian, took Zipporah, the daughter of Rael the Midianite, for a wife. And Zipporah walked in the ways of the daughters of Jacob. She was nothing short of the righteousness of Sarah, Rebekah, Rachel, and Leah. And Zipporah conceived and bare a son and called his name Gershom. For he said, I was a stranger in a foreign land, but he circumcised not his foreskin at the command of Raul, his father-in-law. <sighs> Moses hearkened to all that the Lord had commanded him and returned to his father-in-law and told him the thing, and Raul said to him, Go in peace. And Moses rose up to Egypt and took his wife and sons with him. And he was at an inn in the road, and an angel of God came down and sought an occasion against him. So this angel wished to kill Moses on account of his firstborn son, because he had not circumcised him, and had transgressed the covenant which the Lord had made with Abraham. For Moses had hearkened to the words of his father-in-law which he had spoken to him, not to circumcise his firstborn son. Therefore he circumcised him not, and Zipporah saw the angel of the Lord seeking an occasion against Moses, and she knew that this thing was owing to his not having circumcised her son Gershom. And Zipporah hastened and took the sharp rock stones that were there, and she circumcised her son and delivered her husband and her son from the hand of the angel of the Lord. And Aaron, the son of Amram, the brother of Moses, was in Egypt, walking at the riverside on that day. And the Lord appeared to him in that place, and he said to him, now, Go now toward Moses in the wilderness. And he went and met him in the mountain of God, and he kissed him. And Aaron lifted up his eyes and saw Zipporah, the wife of Moses and her children. And he said unto Moses, Who are these unto thee? And Moses said unto him, They are my wife. And sons which God gave to me in Midian, and the thing grieved Aaron on account of the woman and her children. And Aaron said to Moses, Send away the woman and her children, that they may go to her father's house. And Moses hearkened to the words of Aaron, and did so. And Zipporah returned with her children, and they went to the house of Rael, and remained there until the time arrived when the Lord had visited his people, and brought them forth from Egypt to the hand of Pharaoh. During the exodus and the trials and tribulations and the drama, where was the place of righteous Zipporah during, during the drama? And then she would visit occasionally with her father in the garden of Raul, Raul meaning. God shall pasture. 
L. God shall pasture the pasture of the Lord. Psalm 23. Green pastures. The garden of righteousness. And Raul also means a friend of God. The garden of righteousness. The place, the haven of the friend of God. The place of righteousness. A resting place. There's a level of being spared from the tribulations to come for those with a circumcised heart whose priority is God. So we speak that over you today. Let the path of righteousness and the garden of righteousness and the garden of the friend of God The green pasture, the secret place, a holy place reserved for the righteous and holy, to be pastured by God himself during the times of trial and tribulation, that for those pursuing and walking in the way of righteousness and holiness, the highway of holiness, that these precious ones might rest in the garden of secrets, the secrets of righteousness, in the garden of secrets, secrets of creation inscribed on the rod of Moses, the sapphire rod. It's the revelation of the name of God, the sacred name that cannot be uttered at this time. There's a name that only he knows. And he is the worthy one who determines who has the right to pull the rod from the ground in the garden of secrets. The secrets of righteousness, the place of the friend of God. In Jesus' name, amen. If you'd like to sow into these words, where your money is that your heart will be also, for those sincere in heart, sincere in spirit, I pray that as these ones give, Heavenly Father, out of the cheerfulness of their heart, that they sincerely desire to walk in righteousness and holiness, to enter into the way of the righteous, the narrow path, a secret stairway through the sky, holiness, the highway of holiness, that they would be spared from the time of tribulation, from the troubles, the exceeding troubles of this earth of tribulation, that while all the drama and the trauma of the exodus is happening in this day and age, as the exodus comes about, that these precious ones would be kept from it, that they would be with their father in the garden of secrets of righteousness. During that entire time, that it would not touch them, 
but that there would be power and prayer. And in the invisible realm, those who value the invisible, the realm that is more real, not in feigned imaginations which are not, but the tangible, invisible realities that are more real than this temporal world that will burn and be changed. That this natural realm will be rolled up like a garment, like a scroll, and thrown out. The elements burned with fire. And in that day, those who valued the invisible realm of reality in the way of righteousness and holiness, what they had on the inside will show forth and have great reward in Jesus' name.